What's up, guys, and welcome back to CEO Skills Radio. I'm your host, Nina, a New York-bred lawyer and former lobbyist, aka networking and negotiating pro. Join me each week as I discuss an in-depth, no-fluff training on all the stuff that you need to know to run a scalable online coaching or consulting company. These are the CEO skills, and they are based off of the five departments that I believe, after years of experience, that every company needs to holistically scale to reach the desired income and impact levels that you want to reach. Those five departments are your marketing, sales, annoying AF admin, aka legal and financial, your systems operations, and being a good team and community leader. So join me today as we dive into an in-depth training on one of these topics, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to CEO Skills Radio. I'm so excited to be back with some solo episodes and this episode is really important to me because it's the first in a series of 10 episodes, mini episodes that are all real life situations that happen to CEOs every day. Um, and it's we're going to put you in the shoes of the CEOs that have to make these decisions as part of my Are You a Savvy CEO Challenge. If you've been following me on Instagram at Nina the Lawyer, you might remember some of the fact patterns in this challenge, but I figured we would hop on the podcast, go through some of the examples a little more in depth go through some different perspectives that I've heard in the feedback and the comments, etc., from all the people who've played and participated. And um, it's good to have all of that content stored here because, you know, things get lost on Instagram. With that said, if you want to see visual representations of the um, episode topics for this and the next nine episodes for the 10 part series, you will be able to view them through the link in the description that will relate to the post that you know talks about this topic um and you'll notice that at at the point of you know this episode being live there was a contest that will be going on don't fret don't feel left out i know that the contest has ended but i will give you a special secret bonus inside this episode so keep on listening without further ado let's get into the first day of are you a savvy ceo so again because this is the first day i'll explain a little bit more about what we're going to do so i'm going to give you a hypothetical fact pattern based on real events that have either happened to people i know or clients that you know these happen all the time and they happen to more than one person at a time so some facts are changed some facts are combined and these are as based on real life events as possible without you know, outright being someone's real life event. So that doesn't mean that these won't happen to you. In fact, they are probably more likely to happen to you because I've had so many examples to mix and match from. Um, And the goal is to get you to think about what you would do before it happens to you so that you can make a responsible and objective business decision on how to invest your time, energy, money, whatever, and not have to kind of act or react emotionally so today is going to be day one 
and let me pull up today's topic. Today's topic is going to be all about coaching contracts or consulting contracts or any kind of one-on-one client contract situation. Um, Or this even could be about like someone who downloads your course or something like that. So listen up, I'm gonna read the situation and then you're gonna tell me from the options what you would do in your head. Someone from Australia randomly finds you from the US via Instagram and buys your course from the link in your bio. You're stoked you got that money in the bank. The program starts next week, but after checkout, they automatically get an email with instant access to your course portal, Kajabi, to watch some videos ASAP. Over the weekend, they watch a few videos and decide they don't really like your teaching style and the course isn't what they expected. They cancel their payment plan for future payments and email you for a refund. What do you do? Number one, screw that. They already looked at my content. What is this, a scam? I don't honor their refund request and maybe I even send them an email demanding they pay the rest of what's due in the payment plan. Number two, I look at the contract. What does the refund policy say? Whatever they signed, they agreed to. Or number three, I'd give them their money back. I don't want any problems. Here you'll see that there's different archetypes. There's like the person who's clearly really emotional and they have, they're valid in their position, but they go about it in kind of like an impulsive way. Number two, you have the person who's more objective and less emotional and just looks at the contract. And number three, you have the person who's more passive. Um, And this situation might be what you decide to use sometimes, but I wouldn't just you know, always recommend ignoring what happens. So here is what a savvy CEO would do to prevent the problem. Number one, you'd always use a contract. Always. We don't know from the facts whether there was a contract or not because none was sent during the onboarding process. So what does that mean? If they were terms and conditions that were at checkout, the client would have automatically agreed to those at checkout. Um, usually it's like a function on Kajabi or Thrivecart, what I use where it's automatic, like, um, not obligated there. It's not optional. They have to, it's required. That's the word. What the fuck? They have to click. I agree to the terms and conditions at checkout. And that would be a contract, right? Or maybe if it's like a group mastermind, right? We don't know exactly the details of the course, but maybe it's like group coaching kind of mastermind, but there was just some videos on a course portal, then in that situation where you're giving like live calls and everything with them, you'd probably send them or want to send them a contract that they'd they'd have to sign before or simultaneous to when they pay. Because you want to avoid this kind of thing. You want to avoid people that like randomly find you and buy from you if it's like a situation where you are going to be investing time with them because you want to be able to weed out from those people like are you going to be a person who follows through with your contract or are you someone who's just looking to download things cheaply and quickly and then try to get a refund or not commit to following through with the rest of the program right so that's when you'd want to use a contract that has a signature versus a checkbox maybe but we don't know from the facts if there's a contract let's assume that there was number two you want to use the right contract so again a passive product like this example kind of seems right like a course that grants immediate access would need a certain type of contract for that terms and conditions checkbox since none was signed by the client before the coach took their money 
right? So if someone pays you a bunch of money and then you try to send them a contract that they have to sign later on, their payment wasn't predicated on those terms in the contract and the contract might not really technically apply to the situation and the payment. You know, there's a stretch argument that it does apply, but the real right way to do it is to have people agree to I'm going to pay you for XYZ and then they pay you, right? So you would want and need to have terms and conditions at checkout if they're going to pay instantaneously like that and you're not going to use a signature type situation. With that said, your contract that they're agreeing to in the terms and conditions better say somewhere in there that checking the checkbox and giving you their credit card equals signing a contract because there has to be a quote-unquote signature right so how do you account for that well in the contract there needs to be certain terms that say like by clicking i agree blah 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 blah, blah you agree to the following blah 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 blah. so that better be in the contract so that's what we mean by using the right contract and number three whoops I just skipped a slide. I'm like reading from one of the posts. Use a clear contract. So the first issue here is that the client is in Australia and you're in the US. So you need to state clearly what laws apply in the event of a dispute that the contract needs to be interpreted, right? Australia might have different laws about refunds on digital products than the US and even different states in the US have different laws, right? Um, I'm not a California lawyer, but I've heard things about there being like three days for a refund or something like that in California. And I'm not sure exactly when that applies, but that's something that might apply to some people. So it's important that at some point you get a lawyer to review everything, you know, whether it's my templates or things that you have working as moving pieces in your business. At some point you want like a lawyer in your state, in your jurisdiction to tell you like, yeah this is good this can be improved right like everything should be customized to you eventually but with that said starting with just the choice of law is the most important thing and even like a template like mine or any that you'd find online should include a choice of law section i've heard people who have gotten coaches contracts like they were in a coaching program and their coach gave them their contract to use as a template and it doesn't have this critical term in there then the rest of the contract isn't really valid or you'd have to jump through so many more hoops to get it to you know apply when you try to make a fight with stripe or paypal who like refunded the person their money already right then you want to also have a clear refund policy and payment plan policy and termination policy inside the contract those should be clear as well Refund policies, are there any refunds? Under what grounds are there refunds? How long do you give them for a refund or like money back guarantee? Payment plan, like clearly let them know when the payments are due. Is there a late fee? Is there any penalty at all for like skipping out on payments, right? And what if they try to like lie and go to their bank for their money back? That's called a chargeback, like what happens there? Third of all, and, and companies like Stripe, the bank, PayPal, they will ask you to see these terms, the chargeback policy, the refund policy, the choice of law, when you try to resolve a dispute. So these aren't even just for like lawyers and court. Like These are things that like the credit card company that the person used to buy the contract, they'll look at these things if 
you know, the person gets their money back, says it's fraud, and you have to be like, no, you signed this contract. It has to have these things in there. So third of all, and we talked a little bit about this, did the client actually agree to the terms above? Remember that they need to sign the contract, so that's why your contract needs to clearly state how they're agreeing. Is it by giving you a signature? Is it by clicking the checkbox? Is it by making their first payment? Let them know that they're committed. So that's it. The contract that you'd use in this situation is a one-on-one client contract if it's a signature type situation or a product's terms and conditions, which is perfect for that checkbox kind of situation. And both of these are included in my Scale Your Business Bundle. Now on Instagram, I gave away one of these Scale Your Business Bundles for free to people who had played. But to you guys, since you missed that contest and you missed my announcement that my prices for the bundle and the rest of the contracts in my shop are increasing um, on March 1st, 2021, you guys will get a special coupon. So you can use coupon savvy ceo that's s-a-v-v-y c-e-o and you can get 250 dollars off of the scale your business bundle so if you use the coupon savvy ceo you will get 250 dollars off of the scale your business bundle and that's my special gift for you guys which is the best coupon code floating around the internet and applies even after the price increases on the bundle so this coupon will not expire you can use this coupon at any time to check out the scale your business bundle um that scale your business bundle has every template in my shop pretty much meaning like 10 plus templates that all are relevant for different types of client situations different types of collaborations podcast release for guests profit sharing agreements affiliate agreements you name it hiring a team member it's probably in there so that bundle is our best seller and that is what the coupon code works for so if you use code savvy ceo that's s-a-v-v-y c-e-o you will get 250 dollars off of the bundle that's my special exclusive discount and gift to you guys for being loyal podcast listeners so thanks so much for playing this first round um and i'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode